0: Welcome back everyone. Welcome to Heads of Hockey. This is Jersey Joe once again, and it is the off season now. So this is going to be the interesting time of year where we get back to what the Devils can do for the 2023-24 campaign. So <clears throat> without further ado, I mean this has been a wonderful ride and I recently wrote an article about the Devils going from second overall in the draft lottery to a 13-game win streak to making the Timo Meyer trade occur and being able to go not just into the playoffs but making it to the second round. This team has done so much with a revamped coaching staff, and who knows? Uh, what Tom Fitzgerald has to say uh, coming on the 17th of May. By the time this podcast is up, we should know what Tom Fitzgerald says in the interview uh, with my boy Trey Matthews, a good friend of ours, Christy Flannery, Ryan Novozinski, James Nichols. So without further ado, this podcast you can find on anchor.fm, better known as Spotify for podcasters, Google Podcasts, and many others. And this is also on YouTube. You may be watching it there right now. It is uploaded there via Spreaker. And, anyways, back to the show. The Devils are in a very good position right now with their RFAs and UFAs. And <clears throat> I kind of gotten to the point where. The Devils should look at who they have and who they might want to bring back. Um, I did hear rumors about the Devils trading Jesper Brad for Connor Hellebach, and Hellebach is really, really solid goaltender. He does have some success in the playoffs, better than Vitek Vanacek's. I don't mean to come down on Vitek in that way, but statistically, yes. And the Devils may upgrade and who knows if they do a goalie swap or who knows if they trade Jesper Bratt. I don't know if trading Bratt would be the right move because we've seen what happens when you trade an early pick for a goaltender and that was Corey Schneider. And, That took, what, three to four seasons for that to go south? And I just don't feel comfortable um, wasting a future on a goaltender when the Devils already have a Tyler Brennan, a Nico Dawes, a Kira Schmid already here, plus whoever the Devils draft at the goaltender position in this year's draft. I'll get to that in another episode. But... I can see this team sticking with what they got for the most part in net, and Mackenzie Blackwood, I just don't feel comfortable with him returning. And I just think the last two years and this year, him playing with an injury just didn't boast well. And it just didn't feel good. And at times he was great. And at times, he was pedestrianly awful. And at this point in Devils' offseason moves, I'd rather stick with the Vanacek and Schmied tandem for now because I find this is Schmied's uh, attempt to be the goalie in the 1A position, and Vanacek could still be the 1B And who knows if the devils get Connor Hellbuck and Winnipeg is going to eventually rebuild and want to build around guys like uh, a Cole Perfetti. And who knows if uh, Kyle Connor gets traded to help expedite the rebuild process there in the true North strong and free. So with that, Being said, um, I do see the doubles possibly getting a guy like Kevin Ball a three year deal. I feel very comfortable with the way he's growing. Not, I don't mean physically, I mean skill wise, mentally, in that aspect, he's already matured very well for this past near semi-full season. And the year before, when he started getting called up, he really started showing his grain of salt that he's worth. And to me, he's going to get paid about $825,000. So I played around with Cat Friendly a little bit. And I think his physical play and his defensive play is getting to that pay grade, and he's going to be a very solid player. Um, Next guy is Nathan Bashan. I see him here for another three years, Uh, $875,000 per season easily. And the way he plays on the bottom six on that fourth line, center, winger, I call him a Sasquatch because he can hit, he can block shots. He can score timely points when it really matters. So when I came up with sasquatch Analytics, the hits plus blocks and then hits plus block points, that's something that I wanted to blend the eye tests and the analytics together. So to me, he's one of the top uh, forwards in that metric. And the next guy down there is, yes, for both this, the very creative type. And for some if some reason doesn't pop more than 20 points, I can definitely see him in a trade package because you want to move him for a more veteran playoff guy who can really benefit the doubles. And you want to have some term when you want to move a guy. And that makes it easier, plus an easy contract to eat up when it's prorated in the middle of the season. But he can still work his wonders on the top nine, bottom six. More more of a third-line guy at worst. And very creative, high speed. I like the way he plays. I just don't know if he'll be there longer than another season. But it's good to give him an extra term for about two years. Jesper Bratt, I, I have this funny feeling that his agent doesn't want a long-term deal. And I hope I'm wrong. Get him for eight years and eat up a majority of that um, RFA status. But something inside me says bridge deal. And it says two years. And Brad's going to go for the – the rumor was $8 million target. I'm not sure if they do that, but you want to keep the guy here, eventually you're going to have to pay him up and pay him for future production too, especially with the six points in the playoffs and the 70-something points he had. And that is huge going forward. Um, Michael McLeod – Easily three years in my book, $1.7 million, big pay raise. Um, that's really good for a bottom six uh, center who wins a lot of faceoffs, physical play, performed phenomenally in the playoffs. Uh, I do want to throw caution out there. I kept sharing Govich over Miles Wood because Miles Wood still takes, you know, timely, completely stupid, unnecessary penalties during the regular season. And yes, he looked very good in the playoffs, but I feel it's kind of time to move on. And I hope I'm wrong, once again, but I feel. Jager sharon is going to pop. And he's going to improve upon his skating a little bit more. He's going to improve a little bit more on his shot selection and being more active to the point that he would be a better power play unit guy. And he should work with Devils coach assistant Sergey Breedlund. I think they would work well together. And I need to talk about Timo Meyer Now, given the fact that he's played in such a prorated amount of time with the Devils after being traded with Zetterlund, Shakir Mohamed then you have Nikita Hotuk, and a couple of picks that the Devils had to part ways with, including the first. That is now the 26th overall pick in the 2023 overall uh, selection, the 2023 draft. So where I'm going with is this, is that on paper, the qualifying offer on Cat Friendly is $10 million. I can see the Devils giving Timo Meyer seven years. And what they're going to do is likely they're going to front load it $10 million then nine and a half million, nine point two five, eight point nine, nine million, ten million, spread it out. And what's going to happen is that Timo's going to be here during the meet of Jack Hughes's and uh, Nico Heesher's years. And that's going to be something that this Stelvils roster. Um, Is going to be built around and then whoever the devils add during the trade deadline. I know my big dream on defense would be to get a Rodko Gudas in free agency, but I doubt he does. And he probably ends up staying with Florida, but who who knows what happens with Florida um, with the playoffs now that might affect his status as a uh, free agent and, what could happen else there? Um, I do have Eric Holla coming back for three years, 2.4 million per. Yes, he didn't score a lot in the regular season, but he's a postseason guy. He's a leader of the clubhouse. If you looked at um, Trey Matthews putting up the Locked on Devils podcast, about what he said about Jack Hughes and Jack Hughes said about Eric Halla, the context is there. And when you have those veteran guys around, kind of like a plot, they're there to help keep the younger guys laser focused throughout the regular season and execute during the playoffs. And you want to grow that. And Anyways, speaking of growing things during the playoffs, okay. um, who knows what happens with the Vegas Golden Knights because the next guy that I won from St. Louis that ended up in <clears throat> Vegas ended up being Ivan Barbashev. And Martin Berger has ties to St. Louis, but also Ryan McGill, the defense coach, has ties to Vegas. And it's probably very familiar with his game, you know, coming from the opposing coach uh, on the defensive side and saying, hmm, this guy is really good here and there, Um, playing a physical game, skill game, really good shot, underrated. You know, I think the way he plays is someone that you don't need to spend a lot of money for. And to me, he could be easily around three million, around four million dollars. The other guy that I would also really like would be Tyler Bertuzzi. Yeah, he may cost around five million dollars, but the th- thing is, he's an agitator, he can score goals, he can hit as hard as he wants. He can agitate. To me, he's like his uncle, uh, who was a big enemy to the Devils in his heyday. So I think it was or Tuesday. I got to look that up later. But, anyways, point being, I like to see the Devils get more playoff experienced players. And there may be a Garnet Hathaway or Dimitri Olav. Maybe not in this offseason, the last couple of guys I mentioned, but likely trade deadline. And the Devils are going to be contenders for a while, and they're going to look at these guys and go say, hey, we need to be more physical. We need to Sasquatch more. We need to show the Rangers, Flyers, Blue Jackets, maybe – a Eastern conference opponent in the Atlantic division, maybe like Tampa Bay and say, Hey, look, we're not, you know, just skilled guys, but we're also physical and we can play our own style of game and hold that team accountable and prevent them from getting easy breakaways. And speaking of which I have a hard time seeing graves and, Severson returning and with the rise of Luke Hughes and Simon match I see Fitzgerald wanted to get those guys up sooner but the one guy I see returning out of those two uh, veteran players is Ryan Graves because he probably does turn things around a little bit more defensively and physically but it's kind of a guessing game to see if he works on a few things. And the Dells do have a lot of guys in the pipeline uh, defensively from Michael Vukovic, Daniel Missule, just signed recently, physical guy, mobile, defensive guy, and can clear the crease out. You also have the potential of uh, super – Defensive defenseman in Topias Villan, who might be a few years away. And I can see the Devils definitely just looking at what they have in preseason and in rookie camp going forward after the uh, NHL draft concludes. So with that being said, I look at this team right now as easily second-best team And the Metropolitan maybe first in the Metro and right around top five, top 10 uh, in the Eastern conference. So, yeah, I'm just going to be like, actually more like top five in the Eastern conference and maybe top 10 and the NHL standings because the way they're designed, the way they play, the way they're coached. And who knows if Lindy Ruff is still the coach or it's Burnett or Danine or Breland. One of those guys will take care of this team just fine. And that's the name of the game is to work from the top all the way down and make sure everyone is held accountable and everyone within the team plays for each other uh, as a collective. And when you get to the playoffs, you play as a collective, you win as a collective. So with that being said, I do see a lot happening now from between now and the second day of the NHL draft. And maybe the first day of the draft, the Devils do make a trade to help improve this roster just a little bit more. Thank you, everybody. This is Jersey Joe of Heads Up Hockey, and don't be afraid to hit that like button, subscribe. Two more from hit 80, and uh, another 20-some-odd numbers away from 100 get me to 100, because this helps me, you know, get more notice through the algorithm of YouTube and if you like this podcast on Spotify and anywhere else, like Apple podcasts, whatever, um, you know, rate me as high as you can get me up there and get this show noticed and find me on pucks and pitchforks and you will see some new content coming up. And thank you. Once again, this is Jersey Joe. Peace.